To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just ain't the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers welcome to the opinionated bench warmers podcast Finals recap edition. Opinionated bench warmers are here to recap the NBA 2021 finals. Uh, we have Ramon, as always. The voice you're hearing right now is Rob. We're here to do it. Um, it's been a very exciting NBA season, nonetheless, with all the the, the ups and downs, the injuries, everything like that. Giannis uh, finally got him one. We have a lot to discuss, Ramon. But first, as always, how you doing, man? What's up? Man, I'm doing well, man. Uh, been a pretty good day and everything like that. Like you said, we had the finals roll through. Um, overall, pretty good NBA season. Actually, you know, we probably got to apologize because we kind of put a damper on the finals leading up to it. And it actually yeah, we be, we ended up being a pretty decent and pretty solid finals. So got to issue that public apology. Um, but shout out to, you know, everybody. Shout out to the champs. Uh, shout out also to our boy Los uh, as well. But um, I'm not going to delay it. You know, I want us to get into it. We got some good things to cover for the listeners. So I know they're ready for us to actually get into it, bro. For sure, man. For sure. Like, same like you. I had a pretty decent day, pretty busy day. But uh, as always, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a, I was a little tired before we started recording. But, you know, once we get recording, that energy always comes back because I'm happy to talk sports with my bros. In this case, just my bro. Shout out to Los, but we, you know, I'm here with my bro talking sports, so I'm always getting that extra push of energy. Yeah. Uh, as well, I apologize to the Suns and the Bucks. They really put on a group, good performance uh, in the NBA Finals, man. Let's get to it, though. Uh, just the overall view of the Finals. Uh, surprisingly, uh, the Bucks ripped off uh, with four in a row to go ahead and, and end it. Um, Bucks and six. As they famously have coined the term, the term. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ramon, I mean, I'm going to let you take the floor away. What did you notice and um, anything specific, just overall scope of the NBA finals and how you felt about them? Yeah. Uh, well, honestly, with the finals, as I already mentioned, man, I had to apologize because we were kind of down on the finals leading into it. We were like, you know, no one kind of expected this matchup or totally wanted to see this matchup. But to me, it honestly ended up being a, a really good series, a uh, really hard for series, a lot of close games, a lot of games that came down to, you know, the last couple of possessions. To me, you saw some epic performances in the finals, uh, seeing Devin Booker in his first finals, having a couple consecutive 40-point games, uh, seeing Chris Paul kind of get off to a, a really good start, maybe tell off a little bit due to some of Drew Holiday's defense. But to me, you saw some big time performances. You saw, you know, Chris Middleton step up in some of the big moments. You saw Drew Holiday and his impact on the defensive end. You saw Giannis have 
and epic finals. And so it was just so many different things going, so many different storylines. Uh, you saw the coaches kind of going a little back and forth where initially we thought Monty Williams had the upper hand and was really kind of out coaching Coach, um, Coach Bud and then kind of seeing some of the adjustments that Coach Bud made and, you know, not saying that I think that he's, you know, Phil Jackson or Greg Popovich, but he actually made some solid adjustments that, you know, I got to kind of take my hat off to him. And so just in a general sense, just kind of almost even summing that whole piece up, it just was a, a finals that probably went above my expectations. Um, I went into it initially, like we were talking about before, kind of down, you know, looking at maybe some of the storylines that could be interesting, but still not overall excited. But it was one of the best recent finals, in my opinion. So that's kind of just overall quick take on the finals in a sense. You know, yeah, Milwaukee Bucks won their first championship since 1971. Yep. NBA Finals, tw- NBA 2021, NBA Finals champion. Uh, I, I think the overall score, I think it was entertaining, like you said. Uh, I mean, I like Ty Giannis. You know, he throughout the playoffs, he struggled free throw shooting. But in the in the last three games, I mean, he he, he couldn't miss, you know. So, I, I mean, I think overall what I gained from it is a, 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 a lot of respect for Giannis, um, you know, and, and what he was able to do in these NBA finals. Uh, just a 50, he ended it off, kept it off with a 50-piece uh, as he would like to say, his 50-piece chicken filet nugget that he, that he <laughs> dropped. And he he just was overall dominant, um, just like Shaq passed off that Superman, Superman monkey or two. Him. I mean, it's well-deserved. He dominated. Uh, just, just, just overall, I just think that you saw the Bucks was just an overall better team than the Suns. Um, I, I think that that's what I gathered out of it. Um, I think once Drew put the clamps on uh, Chris Paul, I mean, it was it was really over with. Chris Paul was very frustrated those last three games that Drew uh, defended him the majority of the time. Chris Paul couldn't get to where he wanted to. And when he did, as you saw, like even with game six and how it opened up, Chris Paul got to his bread and butter, that 15-foot jumper that he loved so much throughout his career. We've seen him switch every time. Missing wide open 15-foot jumpers, which let me know that Drew was in his head. And uh, Chris Paul was missing layups. He was turning the ball over without ball pressure on him. It just seems like Drew really knocked him off his game. And it's not sad enough that Drew leaves the Pelicans, and then a year later he's an NBA champion. So you got to know that Zion's looking at that like, uh, <laughs> bro, you know, the, the, bro, quick the note, the the <laughs> that's that's back to back. So AD yeah. leaves and yeah. goes and gets a chip, and then <laughs> yeah. Drew leaves. How do Pelicans feel seeing that, man? So we, you know, overall scope, I think that you said we saw an overall entertaining series, even though the Suns uh, really lost four games straight, you know, in the majority of those games, I would say the first three games, maybe, uh, you know, the first, yeah, the first two games for sure. They, they controlled the game. Uh, we saw them lose a 15 point first half lead. You know, we've seen, you know, we've seen crazy things happen that they lost it, but it was, it was overall, I was satisfied. I think that the NBA over as a whole, it just was nice seeing a, a matchup where you you didn't know who specifically was going to win. And I think that we haven't seen that in a while. Like last year with the Heat and our Lakers, we knew that the Lakers was a better team than the Heat. You know, in previous years, you know, with LeBron and the Heat, we, I mean, with the Golden State Warriors and that, that era with 
KD and, and, and Steph, we, we knew that they were going to win. And in the, the years that they lost, of course, KD got hurt, you know, and, and Clay got hurt, needless to say, not going back into history. But it just felt nice that that competitive edge in the, in the NBA Finals was back. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Uh, I think that it was definitely uh, good for the league, good to see, um, you know, that a matchup where you have two teams that also two are two teams that if you would somewhat say kind of come from smaller markets, um, I know you can't totally classify, you know, Arizona and the Phoenix market is so small, but it's mm-hmm. two of what you would consider. But a basketball not, market, yeah, small basketball, basketball yeah. market. Yeah. So not giants with that. And like you said, it was a series where you went into it. And, you know, I think we both picked the Bucks, correct? I think we both picked the Bucks. Um, I think you picked them as well. I know I had I Bucks in six. I, I, it, yeah, I, I thought I don't you. No, I mean, because I'm a I'm a Chris Paul fan, so yeah. I may I may have would have picked the Sun. Okay, but okay, but like you said, no, I think I did pick the Bucks. Though, I yeah. thought you end up going yeah. with the Bucks. Yeah. I, if I remember it correctly, yeah. I thought we both went Bucks. Yeah, we did, um, we did, we did. But Bucks. you know, I thought that, like you said, it was overall, it was a series that you know you could really get into and not have a legit favorite. Um, I thought also too on a on a little bit of a lighter note, you know, league history was kind of made. Uh, it's the first time that we've actually seen two championship parades in the same season. Um, you know, with Phoenix having their yeah, parade after yeah. the Western Conference Finals and yeah. pretty much <laughs> looking and claiming that they were champs. Yeah. I've never seen a team roll through yeah. like that, holding yeah. the trophies and everything like that. So, in my opinion, man, they already had their championship parade and celebration. So, it was only due for Milwaukee to get a chance. But, you know, even when we talk and we think league history and and we talk, you know, some things that were kind of unprecedented, you know, it really brings to mind, you know, Giannis and, and what he did in these playoffs, what he That's did in these That's a good finals. transition, bro. You know, looking at, at Giannis, just think about just for a second, listening to his finals numbers, the stats that he put up, you know, 35.2 points per game, 13.2 rebounds per game, five assists per game. What he did on the defensive end, averaging over a steal and almost two blocks and shooting basically 62% from the field. Like, he really put up an epic finals. You look at the whole playoff run, there have been four players in league history, four players to average 35-5 and on a championship run. You want to know who the other three players are to do that? Shaq, one of them. No, no, actually not. No? Actually, 35-5, and so 30 points, five rebounds, five assists. Michael Jordan did it three times. Kobe did it once. LeBron has done it once for a whole uh, playoff run, not just finals. Now, finals, yeah. you okay. probably would have to add, but I'm talking about the entire playoff run that led to a championship. So you've seen him move into kind of, you know, rare categories. You look at him being one of only three players to ever win a defensive player of the year, finals MVP, league MVP, only mm-hmm. three guys have ever done that with MJ and Hakeem, Elijah Wan being the other two to do that. So you saw him have a rare series, uh, a big time playoff run. And so, you know, it makes me, you know, bring to the question or the forefront, like, what do you think this championship in a sense has done for Giannis's legacy? I think it has made him shoot up the list past some guys. Uh, for me, ultimately, I think that uh, his his staple and what he's done historically and the numbers that you just gave and, and where he's, where he stands. I mean, I think that you really have to really put him as a top five player in this league. Um, 
you know, that, yeah. that has changed. You know, um, I, I think for me, especially Giannis was number one that I really was quick to put at the top, you know, because his lack of jack, uh, lack of a jump shot, his lack of skill set, if we want to be real about it, you know, but what he's able to accomplish lacking a skill set and lacking a jump shot and how he was able to dominate this whole playoff run. I mean, you got to give it to him. Uh, the story that was left out, he hurt his knee, a very, very nasty knee injury versus the Brooklyn Nets. I didn't think he would be, be able to bounce back from that. He bounced back from that, and he did the things that you just said, went on to average 35 points and 12 rebounds and five uh, five assists yep. in, in, the, in the finals. You know, it, it's, it's a remarkable story. You can't make this up. I don't think movie producers could draw up a story for a superstar like Giannis did, it was perfect. And I think that he's earned the respect and just his mentality. You know, he could have clearly left Milwaukee, which is a small market. There's more money in LA for him. There's more money in New York for him, but no, he chose to stay in Milwaukee and ultimately pay it off. You know, uh, I think that ultimately he may have been, you know, I don't – what was he drafted at? I, I can't remember. Uh, I think drafted. Giannis was like the 15th pick 15th in the draft. Pick. I think he was the 15th pick. Yeah, so, I mean, I know that, the you know, and for him to accomplish this, you know, along with Chris Middleton, I mean, we're going to get to him in a second. But, you know, those are two guys that, that are homers. And, and you know, to do it that way, it almost felt like that old feel, Ramon, that we always talk about being loyal to your team. That's what we grew up watching with Kobe staying loyal to your team and ultimately building it out to where like that superstar that was drafted ultimately accomplished what Milwaukee is. That is his city now. Yep. You know, Milwaukee yep. is his, you know, and it'll be his forever because he was able to deliver. Yeah. Yeah. So, so even diving into it, you know, a little bit more, I know you kind of mentioned, you know, his place where he may sit, you know, sit among the players in the league today. I really kind of want to ask twofold. So I want to kind of hear, you know, where do you have him as uh, a player today in the game? Like, where do you rank him in your rankings? Maybe you can even go into your top five. But then also, too, as we think about his legacy and think about at the age of 26, Giannis has a championship. He has two MVPs. He has a defensive player of the year. He won most improved player um, as well. And you start to think about legacy. You know, I want to hear, too, where you may think, that he currently ranks among the all-time power forwards. So maybe oh. first, if we have a little bit of league talk, that may be a little bit of easier to get to first to say, yeah. okay, where does he rank among current players? And then as we think about power forwards and just rattling off a few names, the Tim Duncans of the world, the KGs, the Carl Malones, the Charles Barkleys, the Dirks, you know, kind of where does he rank on those? So I kind of want to get your take, and I, I have a kind of a take to it where I think he kind of lands. So maybe oh, league first, tough. maybe current. Yeah, league yeah. Le- current league. I mean, easily, I think that you would have to have him in the top two, um, and that's just because I have AD still as my number one power forward. Just from a skill yeah. skills perspective, we talking strictly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like legacy perspective and a skills perspective. Are we talking legacy? Are you well, are you one of those that believe those go hand in hand? Yeah, that so, makes a difference. So when I talk about when I talk about his his placement as far as like power forwards in league history then we'll talk about you know legacy skill set all of that as it relates to just current players in the league just like where do you put him among not not just power forwards exclusively but you know you throwing kd in there you throwing lebron you throwing stuff like where do you put him as far as current players okay in the yeah. nba right now yeah i got him in i got him in my top five uh you know my number my top five changes so 
it, it changes every like two, three months, maybe. Yeah. Uh, flip flopping, but I think ultimately with the run that he's had, I think he's earned the right to be maybe even in the top three. Yeah. For me, right yeah. now in the league, and, and you know, if you like, oh, can you name two ahead of him? Um, I mean, I, I could, you know, I still, I still have, I still would put LeBron ahead of him. Um, I, I still can't. I still, I, I, I think KD's there. You know, yeah. the KD not number one for me right now. And then LeBron and then Giannis, I, I think that that would be probably kind of round out my top three. But yeah, yeah, definitely the top three player, especially after the run he just had. Yeah. What about you? I, I, I echo the same sentiments. I have him as a top three player. Uh, KD is the best player in the world to me. And so I'm not going to be prisoner in the moment, prisoner of the yeah. moment and forget yeah. that even in that series, like if KD just wore yeah, a, size smaller, <laughs> a size smaller, yeah. we having a whole different conversation. But to me, when I saw those guys match up and don't get me wrong, Giannis had a heck of a series, but KD looked like the best player on the floor and the best player in the league watching that. So I still have him number one. Um, number two is a little dicey for me. I'm still going to go with a healthy LeBron, but it's getting dicey. Yeah, it's getting dicey. Uh, it's getting yeah. dicey. Um, I wouldn't be mad at anyone saying that Giannis holds that number two spot. Like, I wouldn't be mad at it. Slight edge to me for LeBron, but it's very close, especially with what, even though LeBron is still playing on both sides, the defensive impact of Giannis, you know, can sometimes be overlooked and, and it's not paid attention to enough. So, Actually, I'm actually saying right now, I'm going to take KD and I'm going to take Giannis at two. I, I actually just talked myself into it. Okay. Uh, Braun at three. And if I round out my top five, that's kind of tough. I don't think I want to. I guess since I'm going to do it, the step listeners are going to say you got it. Step, step is number yeah. four. Step is my four. Yeah. And um, five, five, I still, a healthy Kawhi is still five to me. A healthy Kawhi is in my top yeah. five, and what he brings. But I mean, he's been hurt. Like I yeah. can't put him. I can't put him in my top five. I get you. I mean, I, I was just about to. I was about to put him in my top fifteen. Just Ooh, because Kawhi, because his lack of availability, like that, is huge. His lack of availability, like this is like how how many how many times are we going to excuse this? You know, he's having to have a he has another torn. What he has a torn, yeah, a partially torn, a uh, partially yeah. torn uh, ACL. Actually, I think every year, every yeah. year. Now, what he brings, like when he's out there, he's great on both sides of the floor, offensively, and what he brings defensively. But he just never yeah. available, man. I, I still got to give him top five. Still got to give him top five. So right now, I would have Giannis. That fringe two and three. It's going to kind of go back and forth. I, I still think that KD is the best player in the world. And I, I don't put think James in there, man. You put James at five. And I, I can respect yeah, that. Yeah, I, I can respect James that. Five, Everybody yeah. always has a top five that's composed of about eight different players. Yeah, yeah. You know, you would say, yeah, AD is yeah. top five or James yeah. is top five or Kawhi is top five. So we all yeah. have a, or Dame is top five. Like yeah, we Ka- all Ka- have Ka- a. Kawhi in my top 10. Though. I, I ain't going to do 15. That's yeah. disrespectful. But right. yeah, he, uh, I think, I think then, then I round it up. Then I could even go Dame outside yeah. of, at number six. Then I go Kawhi seven. Mm-hmm. All right, we about to do ten. We were supposed to yeah. Stop it. <laughs> you, we, we can stop it right there because we we don't want to get yeah. too far of uh, missing yeah, yeah. the so Giannis, Giannis moment. Too. Yeah, so to Giannis, Giannis, so Giannis, so we both have Giannis top three. Whether we put him two yeah. or three, it's just yeah. kind of semantics. But when you think about you know the legacy that he's building at this point, mm. and you think about you know the pantheon of power forwards, you know typically 
we have Tim Duncan sitting at that number one spot among power forwards. That's what most people have. And then you have guys that it gets into a discussion, whether you're a Carl Malone guy, whether you're a KG guy, whether you're mm-hmm. a Charles Barkley, you know, your mm-hmm. uncle, um, or whether <laughs> you're <laughs> whether you're a dirt guy. And so mm-hmm. um, when you think about the greats and the top five power forwards or top 10 or whatever, mm-hmm. like where do you place Giannis right now as it relates to power forwards in the game all the time? Mm, that's a tough question. That's a good question, Armand. And in respects to like the ones you named, uh, in my top five, uh, top five power forwards, man, Carl Malone is mm-hmm. at the top of that list. I probably would go, uh, KG, um, then Tim Duncan. Okay. Uh, you know, and then, I mean, you got Larry Bird there too, man. Well, but Larry, I classify him really as a small four. Okay, so small. Okay. Thank you. Small. Yeah. Thank you. I yeah. didn't want to disrespect the grace. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you got Charles Barkley. Yeah. So, I mean, and then you, you I didn't even say Dirk. I, I, I yeah. mean, I think from a skills fan's point, Dirk deserves to be in the top five of power fours of all time. Um, I think it's too early, Ramon, to to really put him anywhere near those guys right now. I think uh, when it's all said and done, he may ultimately end up there. Um, I think we have to pump the brakes on what this championship means, which we're going to get into. Uh, I don't think that, you know, people probably not going to like what I have to say about this championship run. Um, but we're not, we're not in the business of taking away uh, something that's so prestigious to accomplish. But you know, Giannis has. Is, I think it's just too young. To, it's just too early to say. Um, I think automatically, you know, just looking back on it, I mean, I feel comfortable putting him in in the top ten right now, mm-hmm. which means that he probably is ten or eleven ish. To say top fifteen, I would put him maybe in mm-hmm. in the top fifteen right now. Um, he is having a, a phenomenal career, but I feel like he has a lot more to accomplish to to you know to get with those guys in dirt, man. Yeah, so this, this is what I would say. Um, what I'll say, I'll, I'll talk when it's all said and done, in my opinion, and I'll talk also presently. So when it's all said and done, I believe that uh, both Giannis and AD will be top four, if not top three, power four. Oh, yeah, time. yeah. I, have, I believe, I I believe I that they'll both agree. probably yeah. be top three. We're on the same page with time. that, yeah. Currently, as it as it goes right now, I would probably have him somewhere in that five or six range. Really? Um, yeah, I would have him in that five or six range because what you have to think about is literally already in his career, he has a championship, he has yeah. a finals MVP, he won most improved, uh, but also, too, he's been a defensive player of the year, so he's doing it on both ends. He's repeatedly yeah. an all-star, most of the time even a team captain, as it relates to all-star wise. Um, and so when you look at it and you think about what the greats have done, you know, let's just look at Carl Malone's legacy. Second all-time in points, that's great. That's excellent. No, no rings to show for it. Yeah. Chuck, no MVP. No, uh Carl Malone has one MVP. He has one. One, one or one or two, actually. Cause he he got a couple during Jordan's time. Uh he got one or two during Jordan's time. Also, Chuck got one MVP in there. So one yeah, MVP. Chuck stole one from but, <laughs> Yeah, but no championships. You know, you look at Dirk. Dirk had an epic run, so I, I can't take nothing from Dirk. Yeah, that, one of the greatest finals runs of all yeah, time. Dirk, to that to me is, yeah. the, in my yeah. opinion, and what I've seen in my lifetime, yeah. just with the teams and the players yeah. that he beat on that yeah. run, to me that's the greatest yeah. run I've seen. Um, yeah. So I would put Giannis in that five, six category. 
I think mm-hmm. overall, legacy wise, I still put Tim Duncan at number one. Just the five championships, got five championships, three finals yeah. MVPs, yeah. the you know the the two uh, the two NBA MVPs, like league MVPs. Uh, so I think that I would put him one. If I'm going two, I probably would still go Carl Malone. I just I think he had an, an epic career outside of he just couldn't get past MJ. Yeah. Um, and so and, he's I still, probably, and he's still salty about it. Yeah, still salty. <laughs> Watch the last say the last dance. Then, right. Then. So I probably would put him too. I probably would take. I was a big KG guy, man. So yeah, KG, I got KG, I KG third on my list, man. I got, I got KG him second. Yeah. Yeah. I got him three. Uh, then I probably would go for me between Dirk and Chuck. It's a toss up, and I go Dirk, and this is the reason why I go Dirk. They both have a league MVP. But Dirk's just championship run, I got to give that the edge over Chuck. Um, and so I got Dirk at that four slot. And um, between, gosh, Giannis and, and Chuck, it's a toss-up for me at this point. But I'm going to go in and make the tough decision and say I got Giannis five over Chuck okay. right now. Uh, so so that's yeah. why I got it all the time. But not to spend the whole pod on Giannis. Yeah. But I just thought it was yeah. kind of interesting to see his But you've been a low-key Giannis fan, I hope. Yeah. Yeah, you were, so, you remember we actually had that debate yeah. coming home from a, a game one time. We, yeah. we went out to New Orleans for one of the games or something like that, and yeah. we had the Giannis uh, AD debate some years ago. Yeah, yeah, uh, so, so. yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not comfortable putting Giannis that high right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't go into depth to do my research as you did mm-hmm. to say, uh, you know. But I, I mean, I, I could see him in the top ten. I, I stopped there. But, I respect that. And he's at ten. So. I respect that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, you you made great points. Uh, um, so with with Giannis uh and his championship, uh what what type of career would you have to have? This is, this gives an interesting conversation. And I think that okay, would you want to be a Robertory with six rings? Well, seven rings, I'm sorry, seven, seven rings, championships. Seven, seven, yeah. Or would you want to be like Charles Barkley, NBA Hall of Fame, but no championships? Give me Chuck, man. Give me Chuck's yeah, career. Yeah, I, I'd rather sure. be a legend in the game. Uh, I'd rather be, you know, have kind of everything in a sense on my shoulders, uh, be a guy that's a Hall of Famer. Um, I know a lot of people will say the cliche thing, oh, I want to win, you know, give me all the rings, I want to win. But at the end of the day, like, I'd rather be that guy, you know. Yeah. I'd rather be that guy. So if it's me and I'm having to choose either or, I'm going to take the Chuck route and I'm going to just have to go ringless and be that guy in the in the – pantheon of the greats i agree i'm i'm with you 100 uh give me the give me the hall of famer remember my name give me some mvps because robert ori you know he was a piece a yeah. piece you know now i ain't gonna minimize it because in that 2000 run early 2000 run if it wasn't for robert ori we probably kobe wouldn't have you know he'd only have two out he we wouldn't have a three-peat i'll tell you that um, because he was big shot Bob, we respect what he brought to the game. But I mean, to be Charles Barkley, who was a staple, who we even years later after him retiring, we still mention him in the top top ten of at his position. That top eight in his position, arguably top five in his position, yeah. is you know that 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 speaks volumes to me. But uh, on you know, I bring that up because it's interesting because you look on the other side of the Suns, you know, you could find a storyline, and that's with Chris Paul. And Chris Paul had his first opportunity to make it to – he actually made it to the NBA Finals for once. And, you know, um, we always said, you know, like I said, he's a floor general, probably one of the greatest floor generals of all time. 
one of the greatest leaders on the floor of all time. And it's just an all-time great point guard, but he's ringless. You know, we know that he's going to be a first first ballot Hall of Famer and the type of career that he's had. You know, he's in top, I think he's in top 10 in assists. You know, he he's, uh you know, he's up there in points. Uh, you know, he just, a remarkable career, but it just seems like he just can't get over the hump. And, you know, this Suns team, you know, one could say that every team they faced was not healthy, you know, because I feel like the Lakers would have knocked them up if AD was healthy. Yep. You know, and then you advance to the next round, no Jamal Murray. And then, uh, you know, you advance, you know, you advance to the uh, to the Bucks finally. And, you know, they're 100 percent healthy. So, yeah. So forgetting the Clippers with Kawhi being out, too. Man. Oh, yeah. So, I'm sorry, yeah. Kawhi. Yeah. How could I forget? Yeah. Kawhi yep. just being out for the rest of the playoffs. So, you know, they had a they had sort of an easy, easy. You know, I ain't going to say easy path because it's never easy in the NBA. But one would say that they did have a favorable path if they were to have one, if there is a such a thing. And, you know, Chris Paul couldn't get over the hump. So do you feel as though that this is taints his legacy or do you feel as though this will be an asterisk on his legacy or you feel like, you know, his legacy is what it is at this point? Yeah, I, I feel like for some people and in some circles it will, uh, just from the different things they mentioned, you know, once again, got, you know, in the in the playoffs, I think got up 2-0 and this is his fourth, I think, 2-0 lead that he's blown, which is the most all time and, you look at him, you know, finally making it to a finals, you know, having all the years of coming up short, even with talented teams and not getting it done. But it doesn't really taint it for me. Um, I, when I think about Chris Paul and like we were kind of talking about even Giannis in the pantheon of greats, to me, like, of course, a, a championship would help his legacy. So no doubt. But I can't say that it would have moved him out of the spot that I already have him at. So I can't say that it moved him a notch lower or that it would have, even if he won, I still wouldn't have taken him up a notch based upon like my list of the greatest point guards of all time. Um, So I believe undoubtedly a a championship always helps your legacy. And um, so it would have helped him, but I don't look at it and say, oh man, Chris Paul couldn't get it done. Or like you said, to me, I always felt that if the Bucs were healthy and if their big three were rolling, I just felt that they were a better team. And so when you go up against a better team and you come up short, I can't really fault Chris Paul for that in a sense. So it didn't, for me, his all-time legacy and how I respect him, it didn't change it or alter it for yeah. me. So real quick, just out of curiosity, who are your top five point guards of all time? Uh, so my top five point guards of all time, they keep this in mind. You know, I it's people that actually, you know, that are classified as point guards. So, you know, sometimes we think of guys that are combo guards and we say they aren't true floor generals. But just because I can't move them to a separate category and say that they are two guard or something, I have to look at ones who actually by their name, when you see the stat sheet listed, it says point guards. That's how I have guys. And so for me, magic is number one. Got him as my number one point guard of all time. Don't have to go and list his resume. Number two, I have stuff there at number two. Um, I know that people wow. would say, yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Yeah. You look at Steph. I, go ahead. I don't, yeah. You go. look at Steph, two-time MVP. You look at him, three-time champion, a guy that changed and revolutionized the game um is a guy that will retire as a as a top 15 player that has ever played this game um and when you look at it I mean I think it's very difficult to 
put too many guys, you know, above him. When you look at especially Steph's peak and his peak season, uh, that was one of the best seasons that we've ever seen in league history, even looking statistically at where that ranks, that 2016 season. Now, of course, he didn't end up getting it done in the finals. Part of that due to some of the Draymond stuff and the injury that he faced. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I have him number two um, all time. Three championships, two MVPs, the first unanimous MVP in league history. You know, the the uh, the resume is there uh, for me. And then three, I have Oscar Robinson. I have the big O right there at three. And uh, number four is where Isaiah Thomas actually sits for me. Uh, the the first Isaiah Thomas, not not the new one. <laughs> uh, but the, the Detroit Pistons, Isaiah Thomas, two-time NBA champion, a, a finals uh-huh. MVP. And then I have actually CP3 sitting there at that five spot. Um, I put him as a top five point guard. I have him above the likes of, you know, people mentioned John Stockton and Steve Nash and Jason Kidd. I, I when I look at, at, at Chris Paul, I would take him over those guys. So he sits at five for me. So what about okay. what about you? Like, what do you yeah, sit him and group him? I'm in. I'm a, I'm with you on magic. Uh, I got magic there. Um, as my number two, I got, uh, probably Isaiah Thomas there. Uh, number three, um, I put John Stockton there. Uh, and then I'm going to go Nash. And then, uh, I think I go, uh, I go Isaiah Thomas there. That's my second one. Yeah. 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 And then Nash. And then I I guess I'll go CP three there. Um, if, if I, um, Dang, I, I feel like that's that's kind of disrespectful to Steph, man. I feel like you. Oh no, really... no, 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 no! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I got to take him out. I got to take out Nash then, because Steph is in my top five. Steph okay. is in my top five, so Steph will be probably like four for me, behind Isaiah Thomas. Uh, behind Isaiah Thomas. Uh, um, we're doing this on the fly, guys. We can't yeah. tell. <laughs> so, you mentioned you mentioned John Stock. So you tell yeah. okay. So imagine me. You tell you telling me this. I'm just asking. You telling me this. Steph Curry and John Stockton are sitting there, and you say, "I got to take <laughs> one of these guys for 15 years in the league. This is gonna be my guy." You taking John Stockton in that situation? Uh, in in today's game, I think Steph. I I, I mean, could you put Steph with the contact that you could have in in the 90s and, and went in the era? Those are two different eras. So. If, that's what makes it tough. So, and so you think you think that John Stockton was just tough like that? You think guys like Chris Mullen was just tough? You think guys no, no, I, like I think, like I think, Mark Price and and no, you, I, no, I don't. I, but I do think that that just you know in there as far as legend the, legends, and then Steph is still still cooking. And when it's all said and done, I feel comfortable putting Steph at number two. But his career, it, you know, I think when it's all said and done, I think he will be right behind magic i do think he will be if if not exceed magic you know it would take some more championships but you know he you know i I think that i don't think he's gonna get him though but you know yeah. I, I think stuff you know he deserves your respect and he definitely is in my top five these top five lists are hard to do especially when you freestyle them like me uh like we both doing right now yeah but you know i, I do i do have some rearranging to do i'll take nash out of it i definitely put stuff at four and then I put uh, Chris Paul at, t- at five of all time. Okay. Yeah, okay. so um, and I, I like Oscar Robinson too. Honor. I mean, it's just tough, man. It's just tough. I mean, triple double. He was tri- Mr. Triple Double before Mr. Triple, Mr. triple double. double. Yeah. So you know, it's just with all regards, it's tough. But yeah, I, I mean, that's my top five there. So I got it. I respect it. I respect it. 
Um, yep. So yeah. So I, I think that Chris Paul. Do you think it's over with for Chris Paul unless he joins the Lakers? I think it is over. Yeah, I do. But agree. I'm I think, the championship. Yeah, I think he has to join uh, a, a team that. I, I mean, I hate the the super team word is something that's overused at this point, but. I feel like he does have to join kind of a team like that in order to get it done. Like he's not going to get it done with Phoenix. I was seeing somebody tweeting about, you know, how guys like Devin Booker and uh, DeAndre Aiden and all these guys, they'll be at the mountaintop again. They'll see this. And I'm like, that's really no guarantee that they'll ever see a finals again. So I think if he stays with Phoenix, he's not going to get it done. Uh, But going elsewhere, and, you know, like you said, maybe coming to the Lakers or a situation similar, he could have a chance. Just how that roster was constructed. Because when it came down to it, when when it came down to Book, when they locked down Book, and when they locked down see, they just really was missing somebody that could go get their own shot. And uh, Aiden is incapable of doing that. You know, Chris Paul made Aiden better. Yeah. Uh, like he do historically with, with a lot of big men, you know, um, in the league. But – um. I think at this point, I think that their run is over. I think CP3 probably will find his way, try to find his way at least to the Lakers, but I don't think he's willing to take the pay cut. And just knowing him traditionally, I think he may just take pride in going to teams or, hey, I bet y'all don't think I could do it with the Thunder. Right. Don't think y'all could do it with the Suns. Look at me, NBA Finals. Like, I think he probably about to, he probably about to look at the NBA and be like, what can I get my bag and what, what team can I elevate and take to the next level? He might just yeah. be taking this – mentorship role yeah going forward in his career yeah plus this quick note too even with that I think you have to look at the fact too that him being the president of the players association so him being willing to kind of give back money kind of almost goes against what they fight for in the league with him being like the leader of that group (laughs) so it's kind of you know yeah but we'll see you know does (laughs) does he go ring hunting or does he stick to his thing his you know guns for lack of a better term, and say, you know, I, I'm president of basketball of the association, and you know, we focusing on getting paid, so I'm gonna get my money. So, you know, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. So, um, ultimately, let's talk about the the scope of the championship. Uh, this championship obviously is, is an awkward championship. Uh, this league, this NBA season started off probably like a, a month and a half after the Lakers won the 2020 NBA season. So it, it was a very abbreviated break for these players. We've and as a result, we've seen a lot of injuries. We've seen the Joker win the MVP. Now, not to take away from his numbers and what he was able to accomplish, but he was the only MVP that played all the games. So it was almost like a durability type uh, award, you know, like who can finish this season. Um, that ultimately we saw a lot of injuries in the playoffs. The Heat was just they just fell apart. They didn't yeah. even <laughs> they barely made it to the end. You <laughs> right. just tell they was burnt, and that was right. one of the potential participants in the NBA Finals along with the LA Lakers where AD and, and LeBron who never gets hurt uh just crawling to the to the playoffs ultimately we couldn't get it done because of the injuries but um and then we were as a result we saw a, a pretty like I mentioned earlier a favorable path for the Suns where every team that they face whether it would be Kawhi whether it be Jamal Murray whether it be uh AD in the first round they all face injury riddled great teams um, and then we saw the Bucks. You know, not to say that the Bucks won because of the Kyrie injury, but <laughs> the Bucks won because of the, <laughs> the Kyrie injury. You can go ahead so, and say it. It's the same so, space, bro. It's the same space. Uh, you know, does this championship hold more weight than traditionally, conventionally prior prior championships? And that goes into 
uh, Giannis's legacy as well. I mean, yep. you do have to play who's in front of you, but if yep. you look at this, the league wasn't a hundred percent. Yeah, uh, this is what I will say. You know, right now we may presently and currently think about those things. Uh, years from now, nobody's going to be thinking about the fact that you know that AD was hurt in the first round, or that Jamal Murray, or something happened with Kyrie, or this and that. You know, we'll be maybe thinking about that, especially as like true hardcore basketball fans that'll be like, yeah, back in 2021, this was the case. But as it goes to years down the line, um, I still think that this one will will hold uh, a certain weight and significance, especially because people too look at the fact that you mentioned early that Giannis was homegrown essentially, and that he did it, you know, with the team that drafted him and, and, you know, like you said, kind of pushed through the difficult years and ultimately got to the mountaintop with that team. Um, So I think that ultimately it will be a championship that's still respected no matter what, because we know that injuries are a part of the game, but I also am not going to sit here and try to act like, you know, if all teams were fully healthy, that I think that either of those teams would have made the finals because I don't believe that to this day that either of them would have been there if everybody was healthy. Well spoken, my friend. I won't even piggyback off of it. It's nothing more to say that you said everything that I was thinking there. Um, So, uh, I mean, that's the recap, man. Hopefully hopefully my Lakers can get healthy. Our Lakers can get healthy. Hopefully we can be there next year, which I think we will. Um, Did you check out Space Jam 2 yet? Yeah, I checked it out, man. I checked it out. I want to ask you first what, what you thought about it. Ooh, I didn't watch it, man. Oh, you didn't watch it? Yeah, I'm, I'm 30 years old, man. I'm, I'm, I'm 29 <laughs> years old, man. I'm, I, you know, I, I, you know where before Space Jam 2 even came out like months and months ago, Space Jam is on like HBO Max. And I was like, you know, I remember Space Jam. I went to see that when I was a kid in, in theaters, you know. I was yeah. like, I don't know how old I was. And I mean, I had thoroughly enjoyed it, but watching it as an adult it's just a different experience yeah you know so it's not to take away i know lebron getting the bag and i see that it's doing very well in the box office not to take away so i, I just i don't know i just can't get into it man i don't yeah. know i can't I, get into it i'm gonna tell you like for me it was decent but what i will say uh contrary to the belief of some other people especially i'll call out one of my brothers on the podcast LeBron is not a good actor, bro. <laughs> he, 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 in my opinion, does not have a future or a career within acting. I thought that, But Michael uh, Jordan, the actor, yeah, wasn't that No, great. he was suspect, too. So, I mean, I'm not giving him credit or props, either. Yeah. This is not like... But, I'm but not about like, to, this ain't LeBron's first movie, though. He played in that... What was that movie? With yeah, the, so, uh, I know what you're talking you about. I can't... Uh, Come on, man. We got to pull this up. Let yeah, me it was right. with a uh, old girl. Is her name Amy Schumer? I think. Yeah, I, um, I, I enjoy LeBron in it. Uh, train wreck. Train that wreck. Was a good, that was a good movie, bro. Train. Bro, LeBron yeah. was good in Train Wreck. I enjoyed. It. I thought it was funny, even though he played okay. himself. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this about it. I knew he was acting. And so when you know somebody is acting, yeah, they not doing their job. No, but don't, don't get me wrong. He still got it done. I don't he, know how much I can I can really like uh take your acting critiques because you said Will Smith is is uh you'll take Will Smith over Denzel. No, no, no. So you you being inaccurate, you're not you're not giving all the facts. You're not giving all the facts. This is what I said with Will and Denzel. I said that Denzel is the superior actor. 
I said Will to me is the most more diverse actor. And when I say diversity, I'm talking about sitcom, what he's done from comedy. sitcom from yeah, from a comedy standpoint. He's played the serious roles. To me, when you look at his catalog, there's just a little bit more diversity in there. If you're talking about just like peak performer, best actor, I think that Denzel is the best actor I've ever seen. So are we talking about performances in a particular role? Yes, Denzel. But if we talking about a diverse catalog, <laughs> a guy that goes into so many different areas and, and genres really within films, then Will is that guy. So so that's the thing right there. I got to clear it up with a list. And I can't convince you differently. No, you can't convince me di- differently. But on the pantheon of the greats, I do still, I have Denzel at number one in the pecking order. Like if we were talking to ranking all-time actors, he's number one for me. But if we talking about, you know, it kind of almost gets into for a while what the argument was, you know, when people talk about the MJ LeBron argument and people would say, you know, who is the greatest? Well, MJ to me is a superior talent. And I, I still believe that whether or not people want to believe it or not, I still believe MJ is the GOAT. Uh, but if you talk about the total collection of the game and what LeBron does from an assist standpoint, running that offense, you know, what he does from a rebounding, just kind of filling the stat sheet in every single area, then you look at that with LeBron. So that's kind of how I compare Will and Denzel. Denzel is the GOAT, but to me, when you look at the whole catalog and how diverse you can be, I believe that Will has a little bit of of a diverse catalog. So. Okay, but the fact that he hasn't played a bad guy yet, and LeBron and Denzel has played a bad guy multiple times, I kind of have an issue with the word diverse. But I get what you're saying. I what you're saying. I did. I, Denzel doesn't have a comedy. Well, he does. Two Guns. That was a comedy. Yeah, with, I uh, mean, Mark I guess Wahlberg. I got I got to look in in the total the full bag again because I feel like Will might have like something there that I'm no, not thinking bro, of. The top he does it. He does not. Like Hancock might have been the closest thing, but in that one, he was a vigilante, so he technically still was a good guy. You know, he yeah. don't. I mean, you 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 if you, you could if you do, we come back next episode. You know, we, we, yeah. when you do your yeah. research, but I don't I don't think he has. But anyway. That's not what we came to talk about. I guess <laughs> I'll be responsible for the culture and for the sake of the podcast. I'll watch Space Jam 2 and tell you what I think about it. But ultimately, it's not the top of my list as a 29-year-old man. Yeah. And no, um, I feel like we're not in a position. I think it's for kids to enjoy. Like, the yeah. nostalgic feeling I felt when I was a kid and I watched Space Jam with Michael Jordan, that could never be duplicated. And, you know, I think it's just a new generation of kids that's going to see LeBron in Space Jam 2. That's gonna have that same feeling I had when I saw MJ play. Yeah, and, and put it this way, uh, my niece, you know, I have nieces and nephews. My nieces and nephews enjoyed it, so yeah. it served its purpose in that regard. And it was a, it was a fine movie. Like LeBron did good enough, you know. But I'm not about to act like you know he is the next coming <laughs> up. Denzel, so. Michael Jordan was trash. In yeah, he, champion, he was. He <laughs> it was, was hard to watch. He was. He was. So. Uh, yeah. So definitely you could take your time. I would advise you. It's probably something too that, you know, you can watch at home. You can get it on HBO Max or something like that. Yeah, and I just got watch it, it. Yeah. at I home or something like home. that. Yeah. Shout out to HBO Max. Yeah. yeah looking for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Joking. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. That's our NBA finals recap. Let y'all, let us know what you think. By the time you hear this, it probably be two days removed, but like the great, like the great artist and poetic, 
genius and Drake says, better late than never. <laughs> Even though never late is better. But hey, you know, you know, at least we're putting it out there. <laughs> yeah. Again, definitely. And it's still, I mean, all this stuff is still circulating, everything that we talked about. Even legacy talk, all of that, that's still good. It's still relevant. So I know yeah. that the listeners are still gonna be dialed in, man. Oh yeah, we got we got loyal listeners. We appreciate all the loyal listeners that have lasted this long through this podcast and hanging with us. Make sure that you are subscribed, like I say, on every episode at Opinionated Benchwarmers on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, just I know it's not Google Play anymore, it's Google Podcasts. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah Google so, Podcasts. Yeah, I don't know what y'all got going over there uh, in the Android <laughs> rover, but yeah, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, leave a review, uh, share with a friend. Um, you know the you know the vibes. Uh thank y'all for rocking with us. Uh we're gonna continue leveling up episode by episode and uh man until next time uh later later